0: I'm live doing a little AMA. Uh don't know if anybody's Watson, but it's gonna sit here, answer some questions, bullshit for a little bit, have some fun. So yeah. If anybody hops in and has a question, just go ahead and post it. Throw it in. I'm gonna just uh I don't know, do a little live reading, I guess there's some music stuff I don't wanna read. Why not? Myself. So? Hmm. Patron saint, uh, Thomas Aquinas. Repeat of 20th century. My patron saint is uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas. Uh, Nolan, I have not read Dune yet. I need to read Dune. I, I really like both the movies I've seen. I've seen the one. i seen the new one. Really love them. Can't wait to. I want to read the books, but right now I have I have way too much to currently read. Um, but no, Pat- yeah, patron saint is uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas. Got the uh, Saint Saint Medallion for it. Um, you know, love his work really reason I'm into reason I'm into philosophy reason I'm into exorcism reason my soul exists all of it is thanks to the work of uh, St. Thomas Aquinas so major uh, impact from him questions asked ask, I'll probably just talk about the future of the soul and uh, favorite Star Trek character okay so it's a tie I absolutely love Cisco from DS9. I, I love Cisco. But every time I watch the Wizard of Tr- the Wizard of So or the Wizard of the Movies, I, I see I forget how great Cook is. <laughs> so I bounce between Cook and D- it's Cisco, but one I watched last. It's probably gonna be the answer. But right now it's Cisco because I've been rewatching DS9 for like the seventh time. Because That is just the the one of the best sci-fi shows is Star Trek DS9. It goes DS9, uh Stargate, uh next next to the Top three sci-fi so it's The Watts. Oh, I don't know. About, it be but I don't consider that a sci-fi, but it's definitely a good one. Excuse me. So, going forward, so uh, got a lot more book reviews. We're gonna be doing. Um, really focusing. I'm The, the problem is the problem right now is McCoy is yeah McCoy is uh is great. I I love did McCoy Spock dynamic is my favorite. And speaking of Star Trek, I got a little rant. I'm gonna go on here. The new Star Trek movies, but Daisy Abrams. The casting I saw it was perfect. The, every single person they casted was amazing. The movies are they're, they're all right. The first one I really liked. I really liked the first Star Trek and the new ones, but I did not like Wrath of Khan and Beyond. It was a fun popcorn flick, but I can't remember anything that happened in the entire movie. But just the, the act, the casting. if They actually had really. If they had a good guy who actually liked Star Trek. We would have some really good Star Trek movies, but because there's Abrams doesn't know how to make anything, doesn't you know explosions. He's just he's just a small. Jaden Abrams is a smarter version of um. What's this version? Abrams is the nerdy version of uh, of um, Michael Bay. That's that's my hot take on that one. Um, yeah, the problem you no know, going forward with the soda was that all the books I want to cover aren't available as audiobooks or as, uh, anything else. So it's like I have to actually sit down and read the books, and I am a really really slow reader. It's like trying to cover the five proofs, or trying to cover multiculturalism or going forward. I want I to eventually cover degrees in art by Zach Maritan, but I just I, the time it takes for me to sit down and actually read a four hundred pages book just is like that's like two months. So, the Patreon is going to be for live shows. Going um, this is my last live show, by the way, because it's Q and I have to do it live. But going forward, it will be a Patreon. Everything will be there on Patreon uh, two weeks before it actually goes on YouTube. And I'm going to try I only to do maybe two to one episode a month now going forward because I want to actually put more time into the episodes. I want to put more work into the book reviews and commentary of when. So expect longer episodes, but expect less episodes. And so I really want to put the work into make this a really great podcast. And so it's going to take some time. I might try to sneak more live readings in that way. It, um I can, you know, supplement the podcast. or it's not like one, one episode a month. So I might try to do one book club a month, and then I can supplement three live readings as we go along. That way, I can kind of keep content coming out. But it's going to take. A, I'm slowing down the podcast quite a bit due to the fact that the books are just. There's been a few podcasts that I have done that I've just been like, ah, I had to rush through this for the for the, the date of recording, and I just I didn't get to go in depth in all the parallels I wanted to draw, all the work I wanted to put into, and my notes are shoddy And so I really want to put the time in. I mean. The cover seemed like socialism in one episode. That's just too much. Socialism is going to be at least a four part episode, you know? Um, so, Mises' book, Socialism, of course, is a book I'm referring to. Probably my favorite Mises book, but, you know, student history could probably give it a one for its money because it's such a good one. But uh, this is also the, uh, the book self setup. My favorite shelf, I think, right there. It's got five Rothbard books, uh, H- H- History of Economics Art, For a New Liberty, Trade, the American Right. Uh, what was government into our money, and then I have the two I have a um, Aquinas, yeah, uh, summa 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 salutica supplementum stuff, and I also have a commentary on Aristotle's metaphysics, then complete works of Plato, the Divine Comedy, uh, Austrian Libertarianism, the three volumes from David Gordon, complete works of Aristotle. Then I have the uh five volume history of uh, conceived in liberty, history of money and banking, politicizing the Bible by Scott Hahn fantastic book, and then I have um. The left, right, and the state by Luwakwa, which is a, like, I think I did, like, the libertarian, it's a little big, but it, like, covers a lot of great typical libertarian stuff, and if you're a if you're libertarian, I think for me, like, it's a good read if you're new to it, you know, it's like someone says, I'm going to a libertarian, what should I read next? That's what I would say, you should start with, but yeah. <sighs> Try and do a lot more osteotorism work, you know, this is my problem, to really, like, my book clubs, my live reading shows, and then trying to do Ostratomism, the articles. I'm still working on my own personal book and trying to write on the state's war and the family, which is, it's coming along. I'm hoping to be done by maybe next year. I got outlines. I got notes. I got all the sites I need for, ready to go, and things I want to make the arguments on. And so it's just sitting down to actually write it while also doing my own reading, while doing the Ostratomism reading, while trying to pump out articles. It's just put out meme for the Ostratomism site, which has been a lot of fun. I'm just going to take some time to really get all that going in. Right now, I'm just going to scroll through Twitter for a bit until someone asks a question who hops in. But, got my new, new Red Bull flavor, the uh, strawberry apricot. This is a great flavor. you be listening. Mm. But, yeah. My mutts is? Really, 3,000... Also, thank you everybody for subscribing, because three subscribers is it's quite a bit. That's a lot of people in my mind. That's... that's I can't even name 200 people. You know, I'm, I'm really thankful for everyone who subscribed, that is a, a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy doing this. And, uh... Now I have 300. I think last time I checked, Odyssey said I could, um... It would automatically sync on my videos, Odyssey, once I hit 300 subscribers. And so I'm gonna try to go into Odyssey tonight, and check the second and try to get it set up so I can be on Odyssey as well as YouTube. I'm on other the podcasters through Anchor, and so is really everywhere you look for it. It's on Audible. I don't know how to upload to Audible. I know Liberty Institute is on Audible, it's a podcast section, but I don't know how to get on there. But who uses Audible for podcasting? That's just dumb. Get me as a single person with Audible for a podcast. <sighs> oh, the Seahawk, the Seahawk trailer just dropped. Well, that's going to be ass. That's just gonna be the complete garbage movie or TV show. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yes, I am vaping. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, I want to cover more classic stuff specifically. I want to get into covering um, some Fulton scene, some more Scott Hahn. Honestly, kind of a hilarious story. I was going to cover a Scott Hahn book, uh, First Society. Scott Hahn was this is a great book on marriage and just really good. Honestly, it's inspired for my my book as he focused on, you know, importance of the family and how to transmit the, the counter to the state kind of thing. And I want to make very specific economic points and very, um, like, anti-war points. and really kind of go over all the depth and state's war and the family. Um, and his book is really good on, really good on title. It kind of lacks a few insights. I think Austrian libertarians or an Austrian thomas could add to it. So I'm going to try to write that book. But I was not covered. cover that book with um, Blue Collar Ryan from Twitter. Great dude. We had to, we haven't done it yet because we had to postpone it a little bit because he's getting married. And so the book on marriage has to be postponed because my co-host is getting married. <laughs> Which is this like a hilarious uh, little coincidence, honestly. Like it, I found out I, like that's just amazing. <laughs> hmm. Wow, four people. I don't get four people when I do a regular sale of three people. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if I can share on my screen here. There's anything I want to say at this screen. Um, why are, peop, are NLX people so scared of immigration? Um, Well, I don't know if it's scared is the Scared of a very, um aggressive way of framing the conversation, but they're not scared of immigration. They understand the dangers of immigration. When you have mass immigration specifically uh, that is pushed by one side of the political party in order to get more votes, it's like they're importing voters and they're importing uh, things that things that go on the welfare system, things that affect taxes. These are a lot of problems that come with mass immigration. I mean, the you, you North know, people are very understanding of power, and when the right now and how the government operates is people keep their, a lot of people in states, a lot of people in politics keep their position of power through votes. And when you can import voters who are going to vote for you, that's so you can import another generation of voters. So I public school indoctrinate kids, to make sure they can vote the, right, the right, right way next year, next election. You know, they have to make sure so they can indoctrinate another in class of voters, and when they start losing people in America know, oh, wow, these people suck ass. Let's import some more voters. <laughs> so I don't think it's scared is a very bad way of framing it, but they're just, they're just aware to the dangers of immigration that can pose in a democratic system that we sadly still live in. Now, I don't know how much of a democratic system we still live in. I, I'm very much on the side with, like, dem- the democracy we have is a facade. They, won't, they They have already figured out who wins, but they still have to kind of play that facade for the masses to maintain. It. Uh, so someone's a waste thing. There are definitely some people who have a waste of saying about immigration. I know... Um, I think it was either Nick Fuentes or John Doyle had a rant about um see they were going after like it was in destroy white value, white people. I have no care for race in any I don't race is not entered into my context of anything. I don't care about race, it does not account for anything in my political philosophy. So I don't uh, I know some of them might have a race racial issue, but I don't think any of the mainstream NLX people I know of are like that. I'm sort of some racist NLX people, not even racistism aware that the fact that the left does hate white people um and i'm specifically trying to replace white people i mean i don't focus on that because i think it's impossible to have the conversation without getting framed poorly but you know i just i don't care to have that conversation but i see some people probably do have that kind of issue so <sighs> let's see been watching a lot of bill burr lately god that guy's amazing his bits on um Honestly, and I go, what's this? The best. Oh, Pete's going live today. Uh, I'm not gonna have anybody for my stream once Pete goes. Pete goes live. <laughs> once Pete is live, I'm gonna lose everybody to Pete's. So honestly, I might end it. With, I might end my stream when Pete goes live. Just to go watch his stream. Uh, I don't like to miss Pete's live streams. They are a blast. <laughs> but yeah. I think I don't want to do, I'm going to play some of the old video edits I have on here for different uh, podcasts I've done. This one is for the uh, Tower of Babel stream. I think we've yet to use it. <laughs> oh, hang on. Because um, I like some of their ideas. I get the feelings they would hate me IOL. I, I don't know. I mean, it really depends. I don't think, um, I don't know about Nick Land. I don't know what Nick Land's views on a lot of things are. Has I, I mean, there are sure some NRS people who probably wouldn't like you, but I can't see any of them really hating someone based on race. I can see them hating the effects of government and agency. Uh, might try to use race for something, but um, I don't... It's really, it's really stupid to me if someone's going to have the view that the state is pushing a black agenda against white people. But hate the state for doing that. Don't hate black people because they are being a tool of the state. I like, guess it's a really stupid view to me. I don't I don't get it. So I don't... Um, I mean, they probably hate me because I'm fat. I mean, they have these viewed very masculine people, and they, at least they claim to be online. So I mean, there's... I don't... I don't care I mean I, I, if you have war I guess worried about that but I don't it would be weird to me if they did if they were like that'd It be very very weird to me Ugh. let's see what I got here oh yeah I've got have I have I've all these uh, banners here from other I did what up losers I have my favorite one wait y'all can read this <laughs> don't leave the one up there I think See, oh, this is the phone. When I had a uh, Caleb Salmon on for a one of my longer episodes, we covered um Socrates um, not, not Socrates, Plato's Symposium, which is about Socrates. And arguably, my favorite philosophical book work, work I've ever read was Plato's Symposium. I'd absolutely love it. I think I I, I love it a lot. If I could get enough people to do a live reading, we each took like, a different character and each read those lines like a like a live play. I would love to do that because I absolutely love that work. Um, I made I made this a for the podcast. What is love? Baby don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Yeah. That was a fun one to make for the uh for the, what what is love live stream. <laughs> but, let's see here. the interesting on Twitter happening today? Oh cool. Now I have Ryan Turnipseed coming on. He's going to do a explain like I'm 5 the um um, overpopulation mess. And so that's gonna be a lot of fun. That's gonna be a I really like, really like his work. I'm very excited to talk to him. Um but yeah. I've just been listening to a lot of audiobooks, trying to read more. Really trying to uh, I'm gonna showcase Austriathomism real quick on the live stream here. Let me just plug this up here and celebrate the website we have I don't know if everybody has visited or not to take out the work but I'm gonna say our screen. Um Chrome tabs. Okay, can y'all read this? There we go. I'm not that well you can read it due to the fact that it's, you know, second screen, but here it is. Uh, welcome to Austriotomism. Austriotomism is the intersection of two strong traditions, Austrian economics and scholasticism. The team in Austriotomism, due to the current climate and the increase in cancer culture, many of us here have pale- I got to fix that. We were originally going to go by paleotomism, and so because I'd say the name... um. Hold up a question for somebody you also have a thing about allowing drug uh legislation or legalization I don't know if that's, I, I'm terrible about reading things um I mean I think it's understandable I think the, the view on drugs is that drugs um can be a harm in society especially when the drugs are pushed by someone pushed by pushed by government powers to you know make people dependent on things I think there's definitely there's, dangerous to drug legalization but um I don't know if the. It's, it's very. For it's, me, drugs is a non issue. You know, the cops aren't that good at the jobs. <laughs> you know, if you want to do drugs, there's ways to do drugs. Um, I, I, There's going to be as much of a horse punishment for large drugs. I don't think there's going to be horse punishment for a lot of these drugs, but I don't care about drug legalization. I mean, I'm, it's, it'd be a good thing to happen, but it's not like my top five important things to worry about. So uh, if you are, like, if you. I don't know who you are, uh, Pantino, but if you're like a typical libertarian guy, I would recommend reading more NRX people, because I think there's, um... Even if you don't have to be fully NRX, this is, this is a lot of their ideas, like Curtis Yorvin, so oh, this is definitely worth reading, and Nick Land, as much as he's a crazy person, I'm having a lot of fun dissecting, and going into his work, and trying to really understand his way of thinking. And limit bio from Spengler. I just found out who that was, like, yesterday. And I read it last night, and it's like, wow, this guy gets it. This guy got some shit. He's, he's figured some things out. So, there's, um... Not a book to read. Yeah. Uh yeah, so we were gonna call it by osteo we went, we went by paleotomism because it was like you know paleoconservative, paleo-libertarian. And then uh gold guy to we call it osteotomism, which makes way more sense. And I'd say the title, but I can't I haven't said, I keep forgetting to saying certain sayings, like I haven't saying the paleotomism thing, and I still for the life of me cannot figure out how to say the actual name of the website from paleotomism. So we're all osteo- we have to look it up as paleotomism.com. Yeah, Portugal did decriminalize drug and reduce drug addiction. Yeah, I, think, I think that's a good thing. Reduce, yeah. I know that. I think that's a good thing they did that. I'm saying that I don't know if um has order of priorities, if you want to spend political capital on something like that, and then the effect that it has from viewing your political party as the party of drugs. Uh, I, I think they could add some problems uh, marketing-wise and legitimacy-wise. So I think it's definitely a thing that some of people should work for, but I think it's to be worked on the same way Constitutional carry has done. To have people go in, in the States and say, Hey, we're gonna replace you if you don't do what we want. You know, it to be done like that. It should be done locally through active, activist groups. It shouldn't be a um federal thing that could cause uh, other problems down the line. Like there's ways to get go about getting it done if you want to get it done. That's your priority. But I don't think that's gonna be a I don't think it's a strategically speaking, I don't think it's a it's a super valuable thing to have in a high level political party system like that, you know. So I think there's there's ways to go about it. But uh oh, we got Zio people Watson. Well that's great. Love to have an AMA with no one on here. <laughs> yes, I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, I just got um. Yeah. But like, the Fed does do, yes, the Fed do do, do <laughs> drug laws. But I think given how the federal system is set up and how most people don't care, you know, I think, like, for example, Colorado legalized weed. And the Feds were busting them up, but Vincent is going to do anything about it. It's the same thing, you know. There's some, some point, like, if it is all federal, then why do so many states have legalized drug laws? Because the Fed just can't, they don't have the resources to deal with it. And so it's kind of like that same thing. Like, yeah, Okay, so now it's actually been okay. We still have one here with sell. So yeah, are you on Twitter, Wessel? Because I, I know you're in the stream quite a bit. I really enjoy interacting with you on here, but I don't know if I've seen you on Twitter or not. And so if you want, if you are on Twitter, just like you know, post your ad or something, Benicio. And how does he find yourself If you're not on Twitter, honestly, oh, anybody here not from Twitter find yourself? Because I really want to know how you did that. Because I'm I only promote this thing on Twitter. <laughs> um, let's see. Back to the website. Me, founder. I took that photo. I need to make a new update photo. Give him a new my OT in the background. Um, Ironcast. Eincast is amazing, guys. You definitely need to go follow this dude, Ironcast. He's just the best. Good. He is a part of the group still, but he had to step down. He had some, some personal stuff going on, so he's out. to puts it for now, but he's going to come back eventually. And when he comes back, you know, you're all going to enjoy his, enjoy him. He's great in the group stats. Belkov. Okay, anybody listening has a podcast. You have to have Belkov on. Like, this dude is a genius. Like, I l- love talking to Bokov. He is one of my favorite people to talk to. Um, anyone who has a podcast needs to have on Bokov. That dude is the same as i honestly. Those two guys need to be invited on more stuff because they are amazing. In fact, I'm going to treat that real quick about how people need to talk to them. At Moala Go. Okay, so I'll I'll follow you all the way. If you have a podcast, you. Okay, at moral government. I'm looking at people quick. Not coming up. Let me just copy, copy and paste that. Now. Um, but let me copy and paste it. M O R A L. Moral. G O V E. So, um, so I want I do have to talk about that for a little bit. Um, I'm trying to find you on Twitter first. Oh, a second. Oh, just, that's probably why it's not coming up. There it is. Okay, see so what it is. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, gave you a follow. Moral government, okay. You have a Substack, that's cool. Let me check out the Substack real quick. Subscribe. Maybe later. Okay, I just got the Substack. I look forward to reading some of that work. Um. So yeah, my view on sameing. Uh, I still think sameing is bad. Yeah, I still I still have issues with uh with public sameings. I think there's um this issue now. I think it's, the problem is because I think it stems from the fact that people don't properly understand lesser goods and what goods are, lesser goods are, and what wrongs are. And there is a distinction between these things. And so I think saving is bad. But I think public saving in certain aspect is good. Have I blocked her? No, I followed her. No, no, I didn't say I blocked her. I followed no, her. I think we're good. Hmm. Anyway, back to the stream here. So then we got this one. Then we have links up here. One to uh, my show, Face Liberty and Praxis. The It Podcast of Osteotomism doing catering with book clubs, Bible studies, and philosophical conversations. Yeah, that's Quinns. That's a very Quinns tagline, but I cannot... I am very bad at like, marketing or anything like that. And so... <laughs> I would just uh create some quin stuff I'm here. Like was on the site for casting. They could probably take it one too many red pillars. That's probably the most clever thing on the site. Then we have the overall blog, which we have some great work. Beauties was defended from Belkov. This is incredible. Um uh, don't tell you, my, what is just war doctrine, was for me I think was pretty good. What we can learn from St. Lawrence. That was a fun one to work on. I really think that's an important thing for people to read. Again, Bokov here, comments on the rest of your face. This really great work. And then I'm, uh, I'm cast right here uh, to the, the family is like Sid be read by all libertarians. Cause he really is amazing. I kind of like this right here. This is, the, I'm going to actually say it's a trio again. Cause of how great it is. Okay. I just forgot how great this. Uh... Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, I will get back in the topic of saying. Okay, but we'll quick to answer Nolan's questions. Um, let me stop saying screen. Uh, do you think being right but being an ass hurts someone's overall message? Um, I want to say no. That truth wins. People can have a and people can tell when you're being boosted. They can tell when they hear the truth, and the truth wins out over the attitude of the person saying it. But practically speaking, um, no. No, being an ass does, does hurt your message sometimes. Uh, I fall into that cat. I know a lot of people who are right on a lot of things but are assholes about it. And it's, But I think that it's, uh, in today's age, you kind of have to be an asshole sometimes. I don't think people listen to anyone who's not at least somewhat of an asshole. I think you have to at least be abrasive a little bit otherwise you get ignored. And so um, back to saming. Uh, yeah, no, I think sameing is bad. <laughs> I think people uh, shouldn't be same. People still don't live in same Um the world has fallen. There are all, all bad. There are people so some people soon do. But I think there's a there's more harm done to someone that is um, ashamed of same someone they've done than someone main that yeah, this is fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. Let me go get forgiveness for that real quick so at You know, I think there's there's better ways of handling it. And saying people in saving people and insuring them from society is bad. I think that's also a bad. It's actually one of my only problems with... I'm not going to go into that. I'm, I'm not going to go into my critique of Covenant Communities actually right now. I need to really want to work out my, my critique. If I have any critique of Covenant Communities um, and the counter to it, I, I want to really work that out of my head and my paper before I rant about it on a podcast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what better ways um, on what's parked I kind of said a whole bunch on better ways on like um I same people yeah I think there's better ways to deal with someone's um saying someone hey saying someone is different from calling somebody out I think there's a distinction here if you could you can Honestly, call out someone for a mistake they've made and encourage them to seek forgiveness in its and to make rec- uh, make rec- seek reconciliation and to apologize for what they have done. I think there's ways to go about that. By um, sync, <laughs> the lady was the bell going, same, same, same was the good guy. I don't know if there's any good guys that gave us phones. <laughs> That's one of my takes. I, I did not like Game of Thrones. I really, I don't know. I watched all of it, but the last four episodes. I once I had, once I watched the zombie episode when I couldn't see what the fuck was happening. I'm like, I'm not watching this anymore. There's no need to watch this anymore. Um, but you know, I, I don't think same is a great. I think this, I think sameing people is a very puritan, uh, thing, and I don't think that's that's good. But, um. Man, well, so you keep asking me all these questions. I'm to about an article. i also of kind. Why same is bad? <laughs> I'm waiting for the book to come out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Congrats, Caleb. Thank you, uh, yeah, T.J. I am very happy to hit transit. That is a uh, that is great. <laughs> Well, I like how in the uh, war implies there's no more Puritans, because I wish that was the case. But no, there are still a lot of Puritans, and a lot of Protestantism is Puritan, because America is a Puritan country. I actually have a great book. Uh. Puritan Empire, a Catholic perspective on American history. <laughs> this is a fun book. It was, a, it was too big to cover on a podcast, but I enjoyed reading that one. Um, that's I would really, really like the term for America as a Puritan Empire. <laughs> that is a uh, a good title I think for this place. I just got invited to go to Caleb Salmon's house. I'm gonna go over there. We're gonna watch some uh, uh almost all. Yeah, actually, I don't mind the almost I like the almost, but I like the almost in like a Ted Kaczynski kind of way. <laughs> so I have I have different views of the Amos than uh, most Christians, Most people like the almost because they're uh, philosophy. I'm like, no, no. they even took the technology. That's a good thing. They don't have technology. <laughs> I I had almost beef jerky a while ago. It was delicious. Like they almost can make some beef jerky. So I got, I'm, I'm a fan of them. Um, been reading a lot more Kaczynski lately. Uh, I'm doing a podcast with um, uh, Constitution No Authority from Trejo. We're going to cover a um. We're going to cover the surrogate process and Thomas Aquinas. We're going to find where Aquinas and Kaczynski intersect and have interesting ideas and come together. Uh, if you're not going to use violence to get um, socially positive behavior, you have to use social control. Okay, same in Estonia or community comes to Zinuit. I'm actually much more in favor of um, using violence to kick out um, uh, social Zinuit. No, not to, not to phrase this. I am much more in favor of having a culture. Um, that has a strong uh, church around it, and has a acceptance of people. Are people make mistakes, but also having um, how do I put this, <sighs> a strong community. with a Catholic church... um, you know, I agree. I agree. Actually, I agree. bansment isn't violence. I agree. I think people have a right to inspect uh, property and have a right to say, "Hey, I don't want this kind of shit in my community." I think that's fair. Zoning laws, I think, are amazing. Zoning laws are one of the few things, the property right laws. are actually. Um, I still enforce property rights, zoning laws. And so I think there's a, a good thing to come out of that. But um, the next what's great about being a, co- being a fan of covenant communities is you could have your Puritan covenant armist community and I could have my Catholic degenerate community where people just uh, make mistakes and go to confession every Sunday and try again. We need to have our other communities and not have to – we get associated in there like we do now, and it'd be great. Honestly, no. Nope. So I'm gonna see. I might send a DM actually, because like, we've had this conversation twice now, where it's like it's not fair to have this conversation where you have to text and I get to talk. Yeah, it's not a fair way to have this conversation. So um, if you're willing, I actually like to have you on the podcast sometime to discuss artists. You know, you can give me. a am gonna explain to me like I'm five. Uh, why saming is good, and you can make the case for saming. I will make a counter case. We can have a little dialogue about saming. So if you're, if you're interested in coming on, let me know, and I'll send you. I'll send you an invite eventually. We'll get it going. What I need to figure out how to do is set up an email list for osteotomism, where it alerts every time we have a new article coming out. But, I gotta say, uh, ever, since, ever since I started posting memes to the website, we went, we had, like, two, week, uh, two, about a week and a half ago, we only had, like, 30 followers, and now we have 170. Because I've just been putting out memes, and the memes have just been, you know, gaining followers. Maxi, no, I don't know, I'll, I'll say i the just and start off some of the memes I've been making. I'm, uh, I'm proud of these memes. <laughs> um, Okay, I'm not sure why you can be a read of them here. Um, most people reject this message. Libertarians, libertarians is inherently right-wing. I misspelled that. I need to fix that. Um, set up. <laughs> to tell them the truth. Um, Poe County, Pianta. I want to convert all of Poe County to my covenant community. Born and raised in Poe County, I've never, never lived anywhere else. Polk County will become my covenant community. You already got uh like like pro different Catholic churches here. We're gonna create a Catholic company community in Poe County. You know the biggest churches here are Protestants, so that's something to work on. Let's see here. Um Catholics have to be socialists, it's an axe. <laughs> uh. Um but yeah, no, it's I'm playing things with plates here at all. Wow. blue really does sew up a lot if i do any other color you can barely see it but if i do blue it's just like boom my face is blue everything is blue hmm. i'm gonna do white how does that look oh, i'll just keep them off but yeah so matthew anyone listening what kind of books what kind of books do you uh, want me to see me do you want to see me cover more going forward in the podcast because um Right now, I'm kind of like I've hit a wall of books where I'm not I'm not sure so where to go from that. Go next, you know. The architects are like in Polk County, Um uh, normal, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's no there's no crappy modern art styles. There's no giant buildings. The biggest city here is Lakeland, and it's not that huge. Um This looks like a very regular. I mean, Florida's weird because Florida's technically in the south and has southern parts of it, but it's, like, the least southern state in the south, which is ironic given it is the most southern state. And so, so you have people here. You have, like, people here on Lakeland. like, very, like, are old people, and so you're very boomer-esque. And in Lakeland, it's all, like, city people who are very hipster-like. And so still, they're still, still wearing masks in Lakeland. And Bartow, I've never, I've never seen anyone in a mask in Bartow in, like, months. I went to Lakeland's Publix yesterday everyone had a mask on, so it was ridiculous. And so we have a very diverse group of uh, people. So if you want, you know, Hipster City people go to Lakeland. You want Boomer stuff, you go to uh um you want you want a crack a crack city, you go to mulberry No offense to mulberry but you got a lot of drug problems. Um so yeah really we got a bit of everything, you know. What you want, you just travel that one case and it's right there. You have a very well very div- diverse group of people. <laughs> Which normally I don't think it's a great thing, but you know, whatever. Well, <laughs> 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 mm. You should read Enterprise of Law. Is that on a Middle Institute Because I haven't heard of that one yet. Enterprise of Law, and to looked it up. By Bruce L. Benson. Let's see what it's about. Enterprise of Law. Justice without the State. Ooh, It's also recommending me uh, Anarchy in the Law. Political Economy of Choice, Independent Studies, and in Political Economy. Um, uh, I, think, I think no one's on Mises. Let's see what it's about here. Um... In the minds of many, the provisions of justice and security have long been limited to the state. It asks whether non-state and institutions could deliver those services on their own without the aid of coercive taxes, taxation, uh, monopoly, franchise oh. uh, That sounds interesting. I do want to read that, actually. That sounds interesting. I, actually, I was going to have um, – yes, I do. I am definitely going to try to cover populism's and academic agents soon. Uh, I want to get Bill Kov on because he's a huge fan of Academic, academic Agent. And I, I like, I am a populist, like I said, I can smell populist. I like populism. I like so Bishop's plan. I think populism is good. Um, but I, I'm just interested to hear critique of populism. And if I if it turns my mind or something, because I would really enjoy that book, I, I really do like Academic Agent. So I need to definitely cover that one soon. But I, I was going to have um, Dino from Slip Gang. From Dino Fires. He was going to come on the podcast, and he was going to uh, do an episode of Flaming 5, Polycentric Law versus mono, mono, mono Monocentric Law. And it was going to be great. And he agreed to come on. It was a great What Days Work for You. And Heather sent the text. It would not at the end, it wouldn't go through. Found out he was suspended for calling someone retarded. <laughs> Heather was invited to come on the podcast, and I have yet to find his new account. I can't find him anywhere. And so, and he's, he's still on Twitter. I just haven't found him yet. And so, I'm if anyone knows the Dino Fire's new Twitter hat, let me know so I can go follow the guy and plan the podcast finally. Because he's the only game I'm King I haven't had on yet. I'm trying to get all the Love King people on. So um, let's, let's see here. When is Pete? When is Pete? When is Pete going live? Because I do not want to miss Pete's live stream. I am a uh, okay. I got 20 more minutes, so that's good. And Pete's Pete's live streams are always interesting. I can't buy any more books this time uh, at repeal. I'll definitely get that next paycheck. But I, I spent probably too much money on books this paycheck because I, I worked a bunch of overtime and got a bunch of extra money. And instead of saving it, I decided to buy more books. I did buy Bitcoin. So, you know, I, that's that's kind of an investment. But Look, I'm covering uh, the Bitcoin standard with Sammy soon. So that's going to be a lot of fun because I really like talking to Sammy. He's a great dude. Really smart. Um, and we're going to come at a Bitcoin standard. And I've been listening to the audio book and that's been a really fun book. There's a lot of, even my friend who was like a, a, a neoliberal person read that one. I kind of like, liked Austrian economics. And I'm like, okay, well that's something. But neoliberal likes Austrian economics. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I guess it's definitely interesting having a podcast. It's been um definitely fun, you know. I don't know if my political views would have changed as much as they were if I wasn't doing a podcast and really forcing myself to read more books. There's been a lot of things I've been like a lot of books I didn't I don't think I ever would have read. My politics all came from, uh, believe it or not, before the podcast. I was not a book guy. Like I probably had only books I had before the podcast was probably these ones, these ones, the com books, and like I think I had one Einwin. I had to, uh, no, no, I, yeah. All these books came within the last year of doing the podcast because <laughs> I didn't actually like we didn't do a lot of whole like reading. I just listened to podcasts and audiobooks. But doing the podcast has definitely led to me reading a lot more books, learning a lot more books, and really enjoying myself. This has been a the last year. I mean, I've gone from... Saying, let's see. When did Joe Zorgerson win? When Joe and ran, I listened to Ben Shapiro and Michael Knows every day. And then I went from listening to Joe and listening to Tom Woods, and Tom Woods, and Michael Maas, and Dave Smith, to Pete and Popular Liberty and Hopper. <laughs> and so I've kind of gone from this neocon route to traditional conservative to libertarian to anarchist to anarchist labors to ANCAP to um uh paleo conservative the paleo libertarian to, to mosesian to just whatever i am now which is a combination if i had to describe a political philosophy as anything i'd probably just say i'm a, i'm just a, a i'm just a um eric von Laden guy <laughs> that's my dude that's my uh that's my guy. That guy got a lot right. That dude was, uh, anyway, listen, he hasn't read Eric Von Caduce and His book, Leftism, and his book, uh, Liberty or Equality, are incredible. If they went so long, I would do a live reading covering those books because those are those important reads. Honestly, I might do a live reading. It would probably take me a year to get through it, but I might just do a live reading of uh, Leftism because there's so much there. He's just inc- oh my god! he's incredible. And everybody hates reading like me. Skeptical Waves has the audiobooks of both of those, so go follow him and go listen to those books. I cannot recommend Eric von Kadut Laden enough. That dude is the best. This an Austrian Thomist. He wasn't. He literally was an Austrian Thomist. He was. A, he considered himself a Thomist. He was Catholic and he was literally from Austria. He was the first Austrian Thomist, and so he's the guy. You know, if you like me, like what I was to say, he does it better. Go listen to him. <laughs> um. Actually, I need to cover a piece on him. I think I think I worked. I want to book with you his uh. I'm gonna do. i want to book with you that book and call it um the first Austrian and I just want a little bio, and information about how great Eric von Ladin was. I'm gonna work on that tonight. Actually, that's gonna be a lot of fun to work on. That dude's that 'cause that dude's just amazing. But uh, 45 minutes. We'll go 15 more minutes. Do about an hour live stream. That'd be fun. I'm really enjoying this, actually. I don't. I not think I was gonna like doing a solo live stream, but it's been um, it's been kind of fun. You know, I might i been doing more of these, I think it's been enjoyable. I need to find more of a topic to cover. Why I do it? I can't just sit here and you know BS for an hour. But I'll, maybe I'll find topics to cover. Or weekly. Or maybe I'm who knows? Maybe I start doing a weekly news show. Where I cover news of the the week that I find interested and just kind of you know BS with the just the life with the chat. Kind of have fun doing that. Actually, this might be a new uh to so become a regular occurrence now that I can still do live sales while i'm doing the patreon support oh seeking the patreon um those go put me on patreon <laughs> i'm really trying to grow that because I i can no longer justify buying this many books of page without making any money on this podcast like i have to find to stop making money on this podcast uh, i don't know what I'm gonna do I just i need to do it <laughs> how do i um save my patreon how do i the sale button Hmm. Let me copy it. Let's try out. Do it for my phone; it'd be easier. Eventually, I want to I want to cover uh, classics on the book club. You know, I don't, I don't want to keep this as a political philosophy one. I want to cover literature. I want to cover Leo Tolstoy. I want to cover Dostoevsky. I mean, I've yet to cover my favorite book, probably. Hold on. I really need to... I really got to wait here. I really have to actually organize that book, so right now everything is just sporadic, but this is my. This is probably my favorite fictional book. Just Ivan Iliad's, and I've yet to cover it on the podcast, because it's it's so amazing I mean this describe this book this book is an Objectivist horror story <laughs> if you understand objectivism this is a horror story for an Objectivist and it's I might actually, it's a very short I might read it tonight because it's so good um, uh, Billy bookcases uh, I, don't, no, I, don't, I don't know I don't know that is these are from Walmart <laughs> the twenty dollars a piece um they're very they're very unstable they don't yeah, I see, I'm honestly going to stop, stop buying books for a bit. That's a lie. I'm going to keep buying books. But I'm going to start saving more money to buy nicer. I want to get, eventually, bra- the brown wood, you know, a erectile wood ones that look kind of classical, you know, classic-looking ones. And, eventually, I want to get a new sale. It's not a computer sale. I want to get a, a actual old-school reading sale. Let me say that off real quick. Um, Ooh, best Star Trek first officer. Thank you, uh, Rob. that's is a definitely true. First officer. Ooh. Um. Okay, so I. Ooh, that's a really good question. Actually, let me sing on that because Waiku is really great. Like he, Raikou was a great first officer in Next Generation. He was um, a great character. He he knew when to push card, when to listen to a card. He knew, he walked that line great. Um. Uh, Kote, honestly, was not that bad in Boyd's. I really did like to he knew he was he was great. I'm gonna go. I'm, I think I'm gonna go. Kiwa Nereis from from um from from, from uh, DS Nine because he had to walk a line of being like you know she has to lawyer to the captain, lawyer to Starfleet, but she's not a Starfleet officer. Her first priority is Bezor. it is the station, it's her government. So there was like a cool dynamic between her being the first officer but not in Starfleet. There was a cool dynamic they had there. I'm definitely going the Nereis. Um, for that answer, that's a really good question, Rob. Thank you. Um, bunch of white play through a biosock. Okay, I have biosock. I have tried to play it, but um, I absolutely can't deal with horror. I can't do anything that is scary. I have walked out of the movie. I went to the movie theater and saw it. I walked out. I have walked out of every single horror movie or horror TV show I've ever tried to watch. I can't I can't deal with horror films or horror movies. And Bioshock, you know, it's a big, it's too scary for me to play. When it's a dark room and I can't see the enemy coming at me, I, I'm out. I don't play it. So while I love the story and I do like the gameplay of Bioshock, I, I I can't actually play Bioshock because it's just too Dark. I can't. I, I mean, not even the story is just too dark. I mean, the lighting. It's just if I can't see in front of me, I don't want to play the game. <laughs> I have to know where I'm going. I can't. I can't do it. Um, I got a bunch of uh, white. That's great. <laughs> I would scream like a bitch every five minutes. Okay, that actually would be great content. I might have to start doing some gaming streams. That could be fun. Um, I only say I don't really play. Honestly, I don't play with video games anymore. Sadly, I I have too much time reading, but when I. Where I mainly play as VR. I do a lot of VR content, I do a lot of VR gaming. Like, Blade and Sorcery is like the greatest video game ever made because you get to go with a sword and actually cut people in half, and it's, it's incredible. Um, I got to get the bunnies real quick. <coughs> I have a bunch of white Billy bookheads so I can have an intellectual looking backdrop for when I start my YouTube channel. But I ended up using them in the homeschool room. <laughs> Respect, homeschool. I and mean, I was homeschooled, and I absolutely love homeschooling. It is, It is great. Um, have a ton of books on Audible and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Same year. I got 144 books on Audible, and I have I don't know how many books I have on here behind me. Most of these were bought since the last. I said I want to say over over half of this was bought in the last year and a half. Um, you no, know, that's a good idea. Actually I might do a Biosock stream. I might, I might, I might focus again and try playing Biosock I have it on my PC. it's actually the first game I bought for my new PC Um I got it, and so I might need to. Go back and actually play it again or try to play it again. That was a fun one. Um see the screen. So what I want to eventually get for the set, so that's what I call my room now. My room is no longer room, it's a set. Um I wanna get some of these, like some old school fancy like this one. I want to get old school fancy reading sale and this and this instead of a computer sale for the podcast, you know, sitting back sit back here a little bit. You know, sit angled, angled backwards like this, and have the books behind me like a very fancy, sophisticated. So you know, not as a guy sitting in front of his computer desk that's covered in Red Bull cans. But let me get that angled again. But um, yeah. On what, what, what's it? that it, it? sucks to have it a, a podcast background. Um, is that I have all these cool things I want to put on my desk, like my my crucifix or my statue of Socrates. And instead I have I keep it on the back when I can't ever see it because I think it looks better with the background. But I would love to actually have it on my desk to look at. I'm not buying two Socrates statues. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Yeah, I agree. See, I would love to get like brown wooden, you know, bookshelves and then have the a fancy sale and have the have this set up next to me instead of leaning forward, you know, and have a whole cool life setup. You'll look really fun. Uh, yes, no, I do. See, I my favorite podcast set is. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick here. Michael Lofton from Louisiana. Misspelled every word in that sentence. Drop <laughs> um, him. Here it is. Let me see that screen. Um, yeah, this is my favorite podcast background, is Michael Lofton's gigantic book bookshelf with his, you know, fancy mic. That's my – that doesn't go – it looks like that. But um, – uh, yeah, I, I, I actually would love to go. I have a, I had a plan. I was going to cover the the Divine Comedy by Dante with um, I'd Rather Be Right from Triddle, but we both haven't had time to actually start. I mean, I have an Eastern Press. I have, a, I have an Eastern Press edition of this thing here. I have yet to actually go through all of it. It's um, I've read all of the uh, Inferno. I haven't read any of Purgatorio or the other one yet, but, I mean, look at this copy. This is just beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> Just look at this thing. I I I really want to read it. Um, I'm almost done with the second Lewis. See, I had yet to. I. Okay, confess it. I only C.S. Lewis I've read was the problem of Self- the problem of pain, and uh, Prince Caspian. I haven't read any other C.S. Lewis stuff. Um, be honest, I've never been impressed with C.S. Lewis. I don't know what it is. I think my problem with C.S. Lewis isn't actually C.S. Lewis himself. I think he was such, he did such good work in the time he worked in that all his ideas became became like stereotypical Protestant Christian arguments and I've just heard him so many times and I've heard him done so poorly, I haven't actually given respect to his deal. It's like Pascal. Pascal's razor is an actual beautiful argument for trying out certain religion. It's not for belief in God, but because his argument wasted on well, what's you'll know, just try it out. It's kind of try out, but People have taken Pascal's actual argument and turned it into, well, if you don't know, you might as well bet on religion. You know, they turn into a his actual argument. Because of that, I got people just like Pascal. I have the same problem with C.S. Lewis, where I only know C.S. Lewis's work through the idiots, or not idiots, the people who perpetrate his, his, his ideas today. And I don't like how these people are, are saying it. But I say, oh, that's what C.S. Lewis said that, and they say that, and C.S. Lewis must be wrong. Well, I know that's not how that works. I know he's actually great. I just haven't sat down to actually read any C.S. Lewis. And until I do, I'm stuck with this in my mind. Oh, C.S. Lewis is the guy who made all my um, Protestant friends say dumb things, <laughs> And so I need to actually read C.S. Lewis. But... Yeah, a little C.S. Lewis, Pascal Want. I went on there, but yeah. Um, I would love to go to Dante. Um, but yeah, he's... I mean, this is just, a, it's just like, it's, it's, it's gigantic. I mean, the time it would take for me to go through all of Dante is just, you know, I also want to cover Lord of the Rings eventually because I've never actually finished Lord of the Rings. But I just, I don't have the time, there's not a time in the day. I don't, if I did this full time, I would be pumping out more episodes and I would be reading all day long. I'd just be doing that all day long. But because I work full time, go to the gym, do school, I don't have the time to, you Know, read all the books I want to read and cover everything I want to cover on the podcast. Uh. Hmm. I'm gonna set out a link to my uh Patreon real quick. The Twitter, it's this is kind of it's honestly, guys, this is weird, it's weird talking to you but also by myself it's a very weird feeling because i'm talking at you you're texting and i'm just bsing about what's in my head and it's it's a very weird um thing to do honestly how do i why is it never just a sale button you know what's a good sale button for this And try from here. Nope, that's not gonna work. (sighs) Okay. Nope. Roman Rhodes Media YouTube has an awesome book. So, well, let me look at that book. It's on YouTube. Roman Rhodes. Roman. Does he mean the Iliad? I read the Iliad. It's a fun one. Uh, so can you drop a link into Roman Rose Media? I'm I'm I'm, not, I'm, on, I'm putting someone on my right page, but I'm not positive on that. Um, whoa, West Kellen's personal library—that's a pretty big library. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing, I would. Uh, yeah, I, I just saw it's a pretty nice library. You know who has a really good library? Uh, Scott Hahn. His personal library is. It's about as big as my house. <laughs> it's like a basement slash garage he has in his house, and it's just gigantic. And I recommend everybody who likes books, book tours, go check out his personal library. Maxi, I'm, I'm only 12 episodes away, I say, from my 100th episode or so. And so once I hit the 100th episode, I'm going to do a 12-hour live stream where I have guests on, we just we suit the shit, and I'm going to do a bookshelf tour as well where I, I showcase all the books I have. And so that's going to be... um. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. Yeah, I have to get a camera set up over here where I put off each book and I explain that I got to do a bookshelf tour that way. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure how I'm going to how I'm gonna properly do a bookshelf tour. I might just move the whole desk back to it and, just, you know, lean over and showcase the bookshelf. But I'm going to figure out how to do that. Oh, we're coming up on an hour here. When is Pete's so starting? I'll, and I will not mind when Pete goes live because I don't want to keep anybody here when he, they could be watching Pete's. Uh, okay, he's going live in a minute. Well, guys, yeah, this has been fun. Um, thank you again. Thank you so much for all trends and subscribers. I am I am super thankful. I really really am thankful for everybody. I really love doing this for you. Yeah, I really want to continue doing it. Um, thank you so much. Um as always, like, comment, say, subscribe. Find me on Twitter at 549 Go subscribe and follow Austriotomism. Um, once on more on the podcasters. YouTube. I keep the Austrotomaz and Roundtables on my Spotify. I mean, on my YouTube channel, but on Spotify, one of the Austrotomaz content is a separate uh, Spotify account for Austrotomaz and they should follow as well. Um, yeah. Oh, well, everybody, have a uh, have a good night. <laughs>